What's up, everyone? Welcome to Beers and a Lot, episode 20. We got a good episode here for you. So today we actually got a couple of suggestions from listeners. And of those, we uh, we talked about a few of them here on the show. Even. We, we talked about uh, the new Blue Line rules and the expansion draft. Uh, a couple of comments uh, we saw on social media from Justin and Kevin uh, led us into those discussions. We've got some really good good content there. We also talked about the World Juniors, and we, uh, we're going to go over a few of our New Year's resolutions for the show, too. So it's a really good episode. Let's get into it. Yeah, I need to open this. I'm getting dry. <laughs> I'm getting cranky. <laughs> I'm getting the shakes. <laughs> I opened a snake dog at, like, right at, like, 9 o'clock, and I finished it right as, like, everybody started coming on. So it's been like ten minutes. Yeah, this is that's too far. <laughs> that's too far apart. Well, let's open these beers then. Delish. Daniel, I saw you making a face. You looked like you uh you were either entranced <laughs> or appalled by something no. that you were <laughs> you were hearing or seeing. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? My face was because of the absolute beautiful pops that I heard tonight. Mm. They, but were, I am, they were on point tonight. Yeah, they were pretty good. So I'm drinking a uh, Fiddlehead Brewing Company, second fiddle double IPA. And uh, I got this beer over the summer, actually, and I, it got pushed to the back of my beer fridge. I'm glad it did because this is really good right now. Nice. What do you got, Aaron? I am drinking a Maduro Brown Ale from Cigar City Brewing, courtesy of my good friend who gave this beer to me. I don't know if you guys know him or not. His name's Daniel. He has a podcast. Oh, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty good. I, I didn't know what to expect with this. Never had one of these before, but it is tasty. It goes down smooth. I, I think you guys are right that it would definitely pair well with a cigar. Yep. I have to try that sometime. What are you drinking tonight, John? I am drinking, this is a repeat for the podcast, not for me though, a Vanish Brewery, This Is The Way, an Imperial Pilsner. This is the way. This is the way. I'm a big Mando <laughs> fan and Star Wars, obviously. So I, I told Rigsby I got it a little while ago and my beer fridge is looking a little light after Christmas, obviously. So. These these are in there, so I decided to have one tonight. What about you, Riggs? What are you drinking? Or sorry, what did you crack, pour into a glass, and now you're consuming? <laughs> I have I don't know if it's A or N. I think it's N. I just crush a lot, like the song. <laughs> <laughs> From Calvert Brewing. <laughs> I only got nice. it because I saw the name. It's a tart fruit <laughs> ale. Let me tell you, it is tart. <laughs> like very tart very tart yeah it's a, definitely a contrast with what i was drinking earlier this evening was it like nice. mine last week Watch when i uh, had to crush no, no, it no no i didn't get stank face like you <laughs> <laughs> i was but just like down the hatch <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's good if you like uh it's almost like a sour but it's not quite there it is tart though nice so for this episode, uh, we did something a little different. Earlier today, we 
reached out on social media to see if anybody had any ideas about what to talk about. And we got a couple of responses. So uh, we're going to talk about a few things that we saw on social media. So Justin gave us the idea to talk about some of the rule changes that uh, NHL came out with this season. Uh, notably, uh, there's the blue line offsides call change where you don't have to drag your skate on the ice. Your skate can be over top of the blue line. What do we think about this? So the rule is very specific about where the skates are positioned on the ice. And it always was. What's changed now, and I, I like it and I don't like it. I like it because I think the offsides reviews will become that much more clear and easy. Because what always happens, right? When we when we watch the linesmen go over and they're looking at the replay, they're always looking to see where the skate was in relation to the leading edge of the blue line. And they're always looking to see if the skate was still touching the blue line. And a lot of times the different camera angles, it's hard to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. If, it, if the skate's actually touching the blue line or not. This makes so, me think of the, uh, sorry to interrupt you, the, the series or the first game of the finals, Stanley Cup finals between Penguins and Predators. The first goal that was scored. That PK Subban goal, right? The first puck that went in. Yeah. yeah. Got called back because of offsides because the guy's skate was just a couple of inches above the ice. Right. So this rule change would change that is what you're telling me. Right. So that that would have been probably good goal at that point right right um but what i think they're trying to clean up is those the long review times you know where the linesmen are at the scorer's table or the penalty box and they're looking at the ipad and they're trying to figure out if the guy's foot was still physically touching the blue ice or not um I like it for that reason. I don't like it because the rule is essentially the same rule as like a touchdown in football where it's like you break the plane. And and now like every broadcaster for the whole season is going to be explaining the rule in the context of the NFL. And I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this skate broke the plane. (laughs) Right. It's going to like there. And the explanation is always going to be like, just like in football, if any part of the ball (laughs) breaks the plane to the goal line, blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to be that all season long. And I I'm dreading hearing that. (laughs) So, so the nice thing is, I guess for teams, and then video coaches, especially challenging it, it's going to be a lot more cut and dry. And also, too, you know, like you said, Rigsby, it, it's clear for those guys. But as a fan, you know, someone like us, where we understand the concept of onsides, and even to a casual fan, if you explain it, a lot of people know American football. Football breaks the plane of the end zone, it's a touchdown. So now skate breaks the plane before puck, it's offsides. But after the, I probably, I think the first game they said was Penguins, Flyers, and I think Nashville plays later. I'll be sick of the analogy right after the Nashville game, the second game of the season. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I like it because it does uh, maybe cut down on those times on reviews, but I actually didn't mind the reviews if they're going to get it right. Um, take your time. 
I think we can all agree that uh, going back to the Danny Breer goal from uh, I forget what year it was. was that 2012, John? I can't. Yeah, something that. like that. Yeah, he was definitely offsides. And they also had the they also that they also would, had that Matt Duchesne goal too. So yeah, both, right. both oh, those yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was with the Abs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something that I kind of wish I'd. Uh, I guess it's an idea that I think the NHL could do. Uh, is instead of instead of changing the rules of how how like how it's reviewed and all that, I think that it should be a, a hard and fast rule that after the goal is scored, the head coach has to have his hand up on the bench or something like that within ten seconds to say that I'm challenging this goal as offsides. I think it should be quick, and that window needs to be fast. And if they don't make the call that they're challenging the goal in that very short window, then it's a good goal, not reviewable anymore. And I think that that would mean it would, it would obviously mean like on, on plays that enter the zone and then wait for a little bit. And then like before the goal scored that the, the review video guys could look at it and then alert the coach that, Hey, we need to challenge this or whatever. But on goals that are like on rushes, I think that if it's, close if it's really close but the coach doesn't think it's clearly offsides then it would penalize them for getting it wrong because that's already in the rules that if they get it wrong if they challenge the play and they get it wrong then they actually have to put a guy in the box so i think that that needs to be more more part of the rule i think that that would because if it's offsides it's clearly it clearly you could see it. The coaches are standing on the blue lines. I mean, somebody on the bench is going to see that it's offside. And say, yeah, hey, yeah. But challenge. see, I think this. I think this change actually helps those situations anyway. I think because if you can see, you know, they have the the camera that's uh, shooting down the blue lines now. If right. you can see that, oh, player skate was still above the blue ice when the puck crossed fully then they'll know, yeah, it's onside play. I mean, it's. I think it makes it that much easier for everybody, like the coaches and the video coach who's calling down on the radio to the assistant right. coach who then tells the head coach, like, yeah, call him over and, and challenge, right? I think it, it helps everybody in the decisions on those plays. Now, like, where, they're, where they might be looking for, like, goaltender interference or some other thing that goes on where they could challenge – yeah, I think there should be some sort of time no, limit. No like, stalling. Like, in, like, I hate to bring up football, but they're the <laughs> You're ones. You're doing that's, it. You're doing. They're it. the ones that started all this instant replay <laughs> bullshit and these reviews and all this. I hate it. It's why I don't watch it anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they their rule is you have until the next snap of the ball, right? So as soon as play starts again, so. Like in hockey, there's, you know, goal scored or whatever happens. There's some milling around. There might even, they might even be going to a TV timeout or something. Like if there was some sort of well-defined time limit or, or rule about this is your window to challenge after a play. Yeah. I think that would be good. Yeah. Right. So you go from last season, you had two things that you had to worry about. Is he across the plane? And is his skate down? So now you go to just one thing where is he across the plane? Right. Which makes it a lot easier. Right. Like in yeah, football. I, 
Yeah. Sucks. I'm telling you, all season, every single broadcast, when when offsides comes up, or if there's a review for it, God forbid. <laughs> Some broadcaster is going to say, and the new rule is just just like a football with the ball crossing the plane to the goal line. Like, oh man. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't think about that. That is absolutely going to (laughs) happen. I mean, the only thing I said it, if you're a casual fan, it's a little easier, but yeah, it's easier. I think it's It's offsides is. Offsides is insanely easy. <laughs> so the fact that people, the fact that people go like, so the funny thing is, people that play soccer, they're like, I don't get the hockey thing. I'm like, it's literally the same thing it's as soccer. Same game. It's literally the same fucking thing. That the rule is actually derived from soccer. Yeah, and, yeah. A, and actually, the, the, the original, the original offsides rule. Well, the defender is hockey, the line. The original offsides rule in hockey was that rule. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. The lines because didn't, they didn't, have, they didn't, the have, lines didn't they come didn't, in yeah. until the Patrick bro- brothers instituted it out west, yeah. and then it made its way. So I'm trying east. to think right now, like how, like what that would be. What that well, would think about it. The same it wasn't soccer. People so didn't about soccer. Yeah. The, NH, the NHL didn't have a forward pass rule until like thirty, right? Like thirty thirty one was the first year they had a forward pass because it, so it was. It makes it started, sense. Everything's backward. Yeah. When it started, all the rules were rugby rules but on yeah. ice and with yeah. sticks on puck so it nope. was 11 on 11 for like an hour straight <laughs> yeah <laughs> the goals the goals were like absolutely fisting you know, each other it was like they bandy. Were, they were huge and like i mean the the history is amazing and like I love reading about it and watching documentaries and stuff about it because and they start especially playing cow patties time, yeah, like frozen, yeah. like horse, like horse, horse manure, horse dung. like frozen <laughs> yeah, horse, horse manure, <laughs> they, like whatever they could find. Right. At one time, it was made out of wood. Puck was yeah. made out of wood. Hey, look yeah. at that thing In over there. Let me go smack it into a net. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's like there's uh, there are writings of a hockey like sport being played during colonial and revolutionary times yep. in North America. Yep. And it and it was you know it was very similar to what you know rugby ended up looking like, and then when organized hockey started, like the first organized hockey match at McGill University, yep, was played under rugby rules. The guy who was in the rugby club at McGill got all these people together and was like, "Let's play at the skating club there, which was a indoor sort of rink." And it ended in a brawl. The first organized <laughs> match ended in a brawl. And the reason why it ended oh, in a brawl That's fucking is awesome. because the skating club got pissed off because these ruffians were these degens disgracing their ice with this game. So they came and they made a big stink and big argument and a huge brawl broke out and can you, can you go, imagine? You can go how find the newspaper. Those guys were. It's awesome. I've seen that. Yeah. Dude, that can you imagine awesome. how pickled those guys were the first time? <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, that great. But the first organized hockey game ended in a brawl. That's very so, fitting. Okay. Very. Yeah. 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 Think about it. the first couple of years of the NHL in the existence. No forward pass. 
Right. And they say that revolutionized the game. Before right. the stick, before the goalie mask, before the first composite stick. It was a forward pass. Right. <laughs> That's really what it was. It was a forward pass. That and uh letting um your power play expire after a goal. Well, Thanks. that's the that's the Detroit. Oh no, that's the Montreal rule. Yeah, that's, that's the, the Montreal rule. Yeah, when they were yeah. they would score like everybody. eighteen yeah. goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So, uh, one of the other questions we got was from Kevin on Instagram. Kevin, who uh, has what looks like a very interesting cooking uh, account which we're going to have yeah, to talk we, to him about some grilling, I think. I, I actually, I want to give him a shout out on that public account. Cause he actually, he replied to us on his private account, but I want to give him a shout out on his public account, which is Kevin underscore KJ cooks and more. It's basically him like grilling and smoking on his Komodo Joe. And Ooh. it is right up our alley because and, all four of yeah, us, we're into that. Very, we're very like much me. enjoy Meat cooked over fire. <laughs> so, so we're definitely, uh, I'll be following that on my personal account and probably the beers and a lot account will follow it as well. But anyway, the question. Anyway, Kevin's question yeah. was about the expansion. Draft. He wanted to know kind of like an, an overview of the perspective from rivals. I got like what, what, players might go from uh, potential rival teams like around the, the Seattle area, like Vancouver and Winnipeg and some of the surrounding teams. So um, I'm going to turn this one straight to John because he's got an, about 30 minutes worth of content here. So we're just going <laughs> to let him go and then pare it down to about five or 10 minutes. So take it away, John. <laughs> well, it, it only, it only makes sense because I was talking about it like two weeks ago. Like go, I was like, Oh, they're going to take this. But um, the, the rules are really quick for the expansion draft. Very similar to what they did last time. There is a game requirement that players have to meet in order to go into the unprotected pool. The NHL is going to adjust that, given the fact they had a shortened season last year and this year. They haven't came out with the game requirements. But the big thing you're going to have to do is, if you're a team, you can have one of two options. You could either do seven forwards, 3D and one goalie remain protected or eight position players and a goalie. Every team has to have at least one goalie in the pool of players to potentially select from. Vegas is not included in the expansion draft. They're exempt from it. Vegas, I wouldn't be shocked if they try to move somebody to Seattle in a cap dump effort and also maybe for draft picks. But are they exempt really? because of there's like they're a much newer team? Yes. Okay. That's why. Gotcha. Um, but it, I mean, it's kind of funny. We were talking about the way they've been cranking out players left and right. They're practically on an expansion <laughs> model still. I mean, I love Vegas, but the way they're turning players, it's it's kind of sad. But anyway, so a few few teams like kind of in that Pacific close area to Seattle, Vancouver. They have Braden Holpe and Tyler Myers, defenseman and goalie, could be appealing. Everyone else for Vancouver is a little younger, so they're not really going to qualify. Why would why would Vancouver unprotect Holpe when they just signed him to that deal? Because they have Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko. So you protect Demko and give up Holpe. Is it, is he too new though? He's got a. He's still really young, isn't he? Is he not exempted for being? He had a really good playoff. 
Yeah, I did, but so and keep so in mind, what, just because a player is technically on that list unprotected, it doesn't mean they're going to be taken. Right, I, they're I not just going, went, right. sure. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, went yeah. through the list yeah. and kind of in my head, I'm yeah, like, yeah. all right, these are your best players available. Hope he makes the most sense just because Demko's there and he's not he's not eligible yet, I don't think. Mm. Um, Arizona, I was thinking Vinny Henestroza. That's really the only person of value there um, that I think. If you're going San Jose, Martin Jones, I'm not sure if that's really a value. Uh, Brent Burns and Matt Nieto. I think Brent Burns could be pretty good because they have Vlasic on that insane contract and they have Eric Carlson. Brent Burns still puts up numbers. He's pretty solid. And he's one of the guys I think fans latch onto, as goofy as he is. I know Danny loves him. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you watch your mouth. Yeah, but I'll ask the um, same question. What, like, the Sharks will, um, will unprotect him? Or, like, so that's the other that's the other sticking point of the rule. Um, Brent Burns does not have a no movement clause in his contract. Uh, so so the only way, right. so the only way a player with a no move clause can be eligible for the if they expansion waive it, right? draft, they have to voluntarily waive it. So there could be something where the team goes to you know Phil Kessel. Kind of his name comes to mind only because he nixed the first trade to Minnesota, but then went to Arizona, where. They kind of go to him and say, Phil, do you want to be eligible for the expansion draft? And he can tell him, go kick rocks. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't have to do anything. Right. Then technically they could move a trade avenue, obviously, if it's something where Seattle really wants him, maybe not. It, it depends really. Um, so Calgary, Michael Backlund, I think he's a good player. He kind of gets buried there. Edmonton, Jesse Pugliarvi, who I do think needs a change of scenery out of Edmonton. And Zach Cassian, that's another guy I think like you could kind of build not necessarily a team around, but he could add some things to your roster immediately. Um, little jam. LA, Jonathan Quick. He's on you could say his best years are behind him, but he's a goalie. He can definitely get you some games. Uh Ducks, Danton Heinen, Sonny Milano, Adam Henrique. Those are some guys I thought. And then I guess bonus just because we're a pens caps. Pens have Casey DeSmith. Strong chance they're going to have to put him in because I don't see them putting Jari in there. They also have Matheson, Jerry McCain, and Ricola that they all could leave unprotected in the draft. Caps, I'd be interested to see what happens with the Caps because Oshie and Haglin could both be available. What do you think on those ones? O- Oshie's probably gone. I would imagine. That, I think. that's Yeah. Yeah, Every everybody... And he's attractive. Of, he's attractive right. at that point. Everybody yeah. sort of in in the Washington circle or whatever is always like, "Oh, we're going to lose Oshi." That's what everybody says. And and the other thing too, I I do see Seattle. Ron Francis, he's really smart and he's been around the league a lot. And the pro scouts for Seattle have been working the last two seasons. And I wouldn't be shocked too. You you know, I mentioned some of the names on the Penguins where they have Matheson and Ricola. It could be something at the trade deadline. Seattle kind of does like. Hey, we'll take a third rounder for futures considerations to take Ricola, not Matheson, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. similar to what Vegas did. But I would be interested to see what teams are to either move certain players or trade, especially since it's going to be a big cap crunch for a lot of teams. Seattle, I I don't know how much revenue they're going to generate because they're you know you need fans in the seats clearly, and with COVID, that's the unfortunate thing. We're we're still up in the air with that. 
they Luckily, are new they're fan not base. starting until next season. So Correct, exactly. So that gives them that gives them some time, which is nice. You know, barring anything crazy, but I, I would like to see more. You know, obviously a full schedule and full fans next year, but we'll see. But that that's kind of the Pacific West Coast area that could happen. The other the other thing too, the Kraken. I'd be curious if they almost do a different route than Vegas. Vegas is really fortunate where they got a lot of good pieces. The team's undervalued. I don't know how many people are going to be sleeping on players this time around. I just don't I don't see it as much as I did with Vegas. Like they got William Carlson, Nate Smith, you could definitely say Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith from Florida. They got both of those guys from practically nothing. One was a pick and then the other one was like a fifth round draft pick. I think so, those pieces are still out there. There's definitely pieces out there. But was it so much them taking advantage of the rules or was it that teams had not properly evaluated the pieces that they had and they unprotected guys and they and those were legit mistakes little column a little column b i think yeah i, right? I think that's like, it. i think it's both i know yeah. so i know i know for a fact the penguins definitely gave vegas i think it was like either a second or a first round or no second or third round pick just to take flurry because i i want to say they left they left Dumoulin and a few other younger forwards. Maybe Brian Rust was one of them. They left them unprotected intentionally because they really wanted Vegas to take Flurry. They needed goalie. But I don't know how many teams. And, and the other thing, too, teams are going to be cash strapped. So that's where I think like some more people may go, hey, would you move your deal this time? Toronto's in an interesting situation, too, because they have a lot of guys forward, especially they're really top heavy. Right. Um, and there's a lot of rumors, especially, you know, what that what that team's gonna look like after this year if they don't really perform. Granted, it's a full season under Sheldon Keefe. We'll see. But you never know. Maybe maybe people become available that you wouldn't expect. So uh let's uh let's segue into uh World Junior Championship then. Yeah. Bunch of scumbag kids running the fucking score up on poor <laughs> Germany. Yeah, Those I kids do, just want to go yeah. and have fun. I'm I'm yeah. all for competition and I understand you're going to get some of those games. I really do. But like come on, Canada, you guys are wheelhouse in each other, you know, after you score the 10th goal. Get hey, the hell what, out of here. What would I tell them if they were celebrating and I was Keep there. the fucking puck. That's <laughs> right. Scored yeah. before. Keep the fucking the puck. Keep Take the fucking it up puck. for him. Put his name on it so he could put it on his fucking mantle at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. One the, cares. Uh, the U.S. when they were playing Austria, after a while, they just like they didn't even do like glove taps anymore. They were, they were just like sh- they would shoulder back to shrug. the bench. They yeah. were like, uh, okay. <laughs> it went in. <laughs> I didn't try that hard, and it went. By in the move. way, by the way, speaking of Team USA, they they got a big W today, and that Zegris kid is amazing. Yes, he, he looks great. He's awesome. He looks a lot better than Cole Caulfield. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about Cole because he has a good resume, but Zegris looks like well, he's going to be something for the Ducks. He really like I've does. Wa- I've watched a lot of Caulfield watching college hockey with Wisconsin, and he looks great when he's playing there. He's been kind of invisible uh, in these couple games to start out in the World Juniors, like. Danny was asking what number was he on the group text today, yeah. and I had to go look it up because I was like, I don't even know because I really haven't seen him do much. Right. So the Zegra, like 
Yeah. Zegers is awesome. He, like the Ducks have a he's great had, player. Yeah, he's had five goals. Was that was that him? He had five goals. Five goals, five assists. This yep. uh this World Juniors. Yeah. And he, I and saw he the looks, one today. Oh my god, it was great. He got the zone and then like passed back. And as soon as he passed it back, he had a stick up like calling for the puck. And it came right back to him because he knew that net was going to be wide open. Sure enough, easy, straight in the middle. That was a beauty. Yeah, and he, he looks like he's scoring in different ways, too. He's not he's not just skating to the middle, taking a wrist shot. He had a one-timer today that I remember, and he's he's doing it in different ways, which is awesome. So we like seeing that. Oh, yeah. So how do you think they stack up to Canada? They're always better. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, well, Canada. No, I, Canada only has, they only have two players on the roster, I think, that are not first round picks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, Riggs, be funny you're using that because when we were talking draft earlier, you were bashing it left and right. No, no. But what, it's what it's, stick now. No. What it, what it means <laughs> is that those guys at, at the under 20 tournament, which Correct. is the projection of what we should be seeing going forward in, in, in the pros, like, those yep. guys are legit. Like they yeah. are, they, they will all play professionally. They will all have a shot at the NHL. It is an NHL roster. So yes. you, you have your work cut out for you. The U S team is not as strong. It's not. No, I don't think so. But USA, for whatever reason, they always do have that. It's not hard for them to get psyched up to play against Canada. Man, and Sweden and Russia. It's always good. It, it's always the game. It, it really is. So I'm fine with that. Um, the other kid who's really impressed me, even though his team hasn't performed kind of what they need, is Tim Stutzel out of Germany. He Good looks time. great. He Ottawa looks, looks like awesome. they got a steal. And I and I like him because he's, you know, obviously he's not getting the offense he needs, but he's he's really working his ass off. You could tell he's moving. Yeah. So yeah, you can see him. He's he's involved physically. Too like he's and and even after the whistle, he's getting into it a little bit with guys with little extra stick or rub here or there. Um, that's awesome. And he's I would he's big. <laughs> he's big already. Like I would he, I would like to see him and uh, Brady Kachuk running around. Like it, yeah, that almost yeah. scares me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah kinda, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that would be kind of cool to see. So, well, who did Canada sit on tonight? Uh, was it Austria? No, no, Austria, Swiss? Switzerland, Switzerland, because Austria is playing Russia. It was at like nine nothing, ten, ten nothing. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> ten nothing. It's not good, man. No, that's not good. No, like it's so not, how, how it's do you not feel about those for... lopsided uh games, Rigo? They always happen. I don't think it's good for. Like we're not good like, for TV. We, like we like the tournament, we're gonna watch it. But I think people who are not as into like the tournament itself are watching again, like these prospects or these young kids coming up. Like it, they're gonna be turned off by it. Like they're not gonna watch a sixteen. Uh, what was it against Germany with Canada, sixteen two or something? Oh it yeah, was, they're, not, just... they're not gonna watch that. Like it, it's terrible. And even like I've been watching the TSN feeds from canada and even the canadian broadcasters are like you know this is not entertaining well, they well don't germany say they don't say it in so many words but like 
This is not entertaining. No. Germany lost Lucas Reichel, who was also a first round draft pick. He would have made a dent. I definitely think. Well, so. yeah, they were short because so, when they showed up, they had a bunch of people that were positive. Yeah. Uh, for COVID tests or whatever, so they had to clear that. I get it, but even so still, been, so it'd have been like fifteen three. Right. Like even still. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. They were going to well, get run you over. Also, you throw in a big hit like that bad hit too. That's 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 a terrible look. That's really not good. Yeah. That, that high hit on the Germany play. That's. Uh, that's that doesn't belong here. That's bad. That's bad for the sport. A game like that's bad for the sport. Well, the double yeah, IHF, was, the double yeah. IHF rules are a little different because they they are super strict. Where if you even touch the head, even if it's not the target necessarily, they're going to suspend yeah, but you. For that, a game. Right. But the but thing I mean, is, but it was a high hit. Yes, it I'm was not, a high and hit. Also, and also, it was decided, the game yeah. was out of hand. It yeah. was probably a six or seven goal differential, and I think I'm being generous at that point in the game. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember the kid's name that did it on Canada, but. He definitely came in high and tagged yes. him. Yeah. And didn't and need to throw the hit. Didn't yeah. it like, you know, totally unnecessary. Even if, right. Even if he got him clean, probably yep. wasn't necessary. Didn't need to. When I, and I do, I, I wish I could do something. I don't know what, cause I know Canada plays or not Canada, obviously uh, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, they all play in the lower division until, they win that lower division to get bumped up to the top division. And, and so there's a lot to be said, you know, those kids battled with, you know, they're better than the second tier, if you will, but not first tier material. But a lot of these kids in Germany and Switzerland and Austria, and even Russia to some extent, this is the only time they're going to play in a tournament this big necessarily. A lot of those players are going to go play in a pro league over in Europe. So is it bad that they get exposure? No, it definitely isn't. But at the same time, you also want it to be competitive. Uh, a five-one game is different than a, you know, sixteen-to-two game. But granted, you don't want to tell the kids to hold back. That's kind of because you could tell at that point it's horrible. You don't want to see that. That's just lame. Well, I don't know how you change the rules to to stop that sort of thing either. You, like, you can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you need to. You need to have the goal differential as a decider. So how do you? How do you? you can't change it so that teams won't run up the score because it benefits them to do so. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah. That's, ex- that's, ex- that's exactly right. Unless you yeah. have like an upper and a lower, which you can't do. That, that. doesn't really make that sense. Doesn't work either. It doesn't make that sense. Doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And they already so, have an upper and a lower and they already, they relegate yeah. teams. I mean, Germany's just coming like at this level, they're just coming off relegation. Yeah. So right. this is basically their first year back in like five years, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, they're gonna get sat on, right? Right. Oh yeah. Um, Especially by so, a powerhouse like Canada. Right. And like first game I mean, again. Like we were talking about it uh, offline, like not recording a month ago. This that was a homecoming game for Canada. The first game in the tournament uh, on Boxing Day, day after oh, yeah. Christmas against yeah. Germany, like. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Yeah, whoever now, whoever we didn't did all know we didn't all know it was going to be sixteen to two, like <laughs> that bad, and we didn't know that a bunch of German team members were going to show up COVID positive and have to sit out, um, which made it even worse. But 
we all knew that was a homecoming game for Canada. <laughs> yeah. What What's funny about it too is uh, when Germany made it. Uh, I can't remember if it was one nothing or one one. I was like, "Let's go Germany! Come on, let's go, Mikey!" Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was the other <laughs> I night. I texted our buddy in Germany, and it did not end well. <laughs> After I said that, it was just they were just running the score. So Mike, so Mikey's gonna come looking for you. Yeah, probably scumbag. It's probably my fault. (laughs) So uh, one of the things we're also going to start doing, uh, we're calling these our New Year's resolutions, I guess. Uh, We're going to start doing some more listener engagement stuff like we did with this episode where we're putting stuff on social media and asking for some ideas. And uh, uh, you know what? We'll just go right into it. Um, One of the things we're going to be doing is we're going to do, we're doing a a four-man fantasy hockey and we're going to try to make it interesting by doing some crazy rules. Like you have to draft one of the rounds is going to be, you have to draft, draft a Swiss national player, Swiss national uh, player. Uh, our, I believe the first overall pick, we all have to take our starting goalies for the year. Right. Uh, and then the round like after a, a defenseman that plays on the from, same team as your goalie. On the same, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah on the so, same. He was your starting so, goalie. Like the idea is just try to make it a little more interesting than, you know, just drafting the top however many players between four guys. So if you guys got any ideas, I mean, if you listeners have any ideas of like a rule we could implement for our uh, draft, then definitely let us know on social media. Well, I was going to say something goofy, just as an example would be you have to draft a player who previously was bought out on their last contract stuff like that something where it's interesting so i got jack johnson Good uh, Lord. Yeah, research holy shit some of the, i can't just put it on auto draft now i gotta no. like know like these idiots that play in the league like Okay. <laughs> no, these idiots that play in the league. Yeah, weird. Who would have round thirteen? You have to draft a vegan. A vegan. <laughs> I actually, dude, I'm 100 percent serious. I think Char- Zidano Chara is vegan. I actually do know that. He's mine. Don't fucking take him. Mm, that's what you think. I'm He's not, mine yeah, now. you can. You know what? You can have him. You can have. Him. <laughs> So one of the other things we're going to try to do is we're going to try and get our Discord server uh, going a little bit here. We've we've been recording on Discord, so the four of us are kind of just chilling in Discord all the time. And uh, we've kind of decided that, you know, hey, it'd be cool if listeners come in here and talk to us a little bit. So uh, we're going to start giving out our Discord link uh, for people to join up there. And uh, we, we kind of just want to connect more with listeners in the new year. So that's that's our plans. And look, we know, we know our audience, everybody's thinking, Discord, isn't that where the kids <laughs> talk about video games? Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, it is. But we've been using it to record, like Aaron said, and it is a good platform for you guys to reach out to us and interact with us. Uh, if you have questions or ideas for the show, maybe you want to be a guest on the show. You could definitely reach out on Discord and, like Aaron said, all of the social media uh, accounts that we have, they're all at Beers in the Lot. So Now, I also want to say here that just because we're asking for you guys to give us ideas doesn't mean that we're out of them. 
<laughs> we have <laughs> we have lots of content still in store. So uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> Aaron leaves a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor when he's editing the next day. That's true. So. <laughs> so with the new year, lots of stuff is probably going to be changing. Uh, there's some some promising current events. We're probably going to see some changes in the way we're doing this show. Uh, we've we, we kind of just started this up spur of the moment in August, uh, and we've we we've, we've been having lots of fun with it. We've been loving every minute of this. So we're going to keep on producing content, and we're going to keep at this, uh, and we're we're going to be looking for new ways to do it in even more fun ways as as those opportunities are made available to us. So. Stay with us, guys. We're gonna we're gonna keep at this. We're not going anywhere, and uh, we're gonna keep making more content for you all. Thanks for listening too, by the way. We really appreciate the support we've been getting on social media. Everything that we've seen out of all of our listeners has been great. Thank you so much, and happy New Year.